News, current events, politics, and everything in between. This is your number one source for finding out the truth. Never censored, never apologetic, and always patriotic. You're tuned in to the Patriot Perspective with the people's proud patriot, Alan Lee. What is up, everyone? Uh, it is Alan Lee here, your proud patriot. It's been a little while since we've done a show. Things have been a little crazy. Uh, we added a new addition to the family, so it was crazy around here. Uh, not just speaking about crazy in the entire world right now. Um, there's a lot of things I want to talk on the, about on the show, uh, but this show right here, we're just going to uh, kind of make it its own segment, um, dealing with the whole vaccine and mass uh, in schools. Um, I know, you know, if, if, if you have children at all, then you're fully aware. And if you don't, and you're watching the show, then I'm sure you know as well, that there's all these different types of mandates that are coming out, um, that, uh, where they're saying that children need to wear masks in school and some of the schools aren't complying. Uh, many of the schools are, uh, they're not allowing children within the schools and they're not allowing anyone within the schools who aren't wearing masks. Um, no matter, you know, they say they're following the science, but we all know that they're not following the science. Uh, when indeed the, uh, the science points to the opposite of, of children wearing masks for eight hours a day in class. So, uh, dealing with a lot of that, then now they're doing, you know, they're pushing the vaccines on everyone else who's who's older than these elementary kids and high school kids ages um and they're trying to pass these things and they're trying to mandate these things and and much of it's crossing you know legality lines um ethical lines moral lines um they're trying to get rid of religious exemptions as well for these things so these are the kind of things that we're going to dive into a little bit um through doing some of uh, uh you know staying on top of that out here where i'm at we led a lot of the walkouts on Tuesday when they instituted these mandates. Uh, for the most part, um, we had a large number of parents who were supportive. They, you know, I haven't actually come across personally um, in person, I, obviously online, you can see all types of different things, but in person, I haven't come across any parent who was in favor of these mask mandates. Um, one of the problems though with that is that we see people who are completely against it. And they support you supporting the fact that, you know, we stand against child abuse. Uh, however, they're not really the ones always on the front lines. Um, some of them, it, it could be a time constraint. So, you know, some of these parents have just finally gotten back to work and they don't have someone to, to watch the kids if they pull their kids out of school. Uh, and then some people just feel like, uh, you know, what's one more student not in class going to really make a change about? Uh, and then you have, you, on the other hand, you have some parents who they don't mind the mask. Their kid doesn't mind the mask. They disagree with it being mandated, um, but they don't want to take the school experience away from the child any, any longer than it has been for the last year. So we're coming across all these different types of hurdles we're trying to cross here and trying to protect our children and trying to make sure that they stay safe. Uh, so we were out there on the front lines, uh, standing in front of the school, me and my family and, and a bunch of other families. Uh, and we didn't really have many issues until one of the schools we went to that day, the superintendent uh, called the police and we were across the street on 
school property. It was a parking lot uh, and they wanted us removed from the school property. So when the officer had, had the, the first officer had shown up, uh, they asked us to leave. We stated that it's public property. School property is public property. We pay taxes. We have a right to be there. It's a lawful assembly. Um, and the officer pretty much agreed with us. Uh, he just said that he was caught in the middle and that uh, they asked us to leave. And so I said, well, you know, you, you're caught in the middle because you choose to be, because you should be caught on the side of the law. And if the law states that we can be here and we're not doing something illegal being here, then we have a right to be here. And it kind of went back and forth. And then a couple other officers showed up and a couple other officers showed up. Um, for all of that, I'm not going to bore you with that. For all of that, you can go onto my Instagram page. Um, we went live during most of the, the uh, discussions with the officers. So all these things have been going on and, you know, the, the, School board meetings have been popping up. The school that my children go to, uh, they had to cancel their school board meeting because everyone who signed up to speak uh, refused to wear a mask, which should tell them enough that we don't really need a meeting about this. We kind of know where the parents stand. So instead, they decided to go virtual with it. Uh, and they held the meeting a little while later and they went virtual and people spoke. So a lot of people have been speaking out, though. You can kind of come across these uh, interviews, well, not interviews, but these speeches online. Well, one of the speeches I came across was by a young lady in Penn Trafford. Uh, her name is Nika, and she blew my mind. I mean, absolutely amazing speech. Uh, everything she said was was spot on, and it, it was unfortunate that she kind of ran out of time towards the end there. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the speech for you, and then I'm going to actually bring on Nika to the show. Uh, I, I was able to track her down. Uh, didn't take me too long but I was adamant on finding her because I wanted to speak to her because I think that uh, for any parent out there or anybody who who's, you know, takes interest in the, the, the stories at all about the mass and the mandates and the things that are going on in the world um, can benefit greatly from hearing from her. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play the speech and then we're gonna bring her on here in just a moment. Nika Kendall, Mount Manor Road. I had the pleasure of meeting with Mr. Inglaze today Thank you again for clearing up a number of my questions and even for your failed attempt at alleviating my many concerns. As you're all aware, or should be aware, my son is on his fifth consecutive day absent from school due to your direct denial of entry to his public education facility based on your interpretation of a mandate. A mandate that does not, however, state that any medical documentation is necessary, let alone a doctor's signature to the effect is required to exempt my child from wearing a mask. Mask being the term I will be using to define the abusive medical apparatus which has been scientifically and medically proven to inhibit oxygen intake that is being required by you for my child to gain access to the educational approach in which he thrives. Because let me be very clear to everyone who is listening that you are still deceiving. It is absolutely the school board's decision to implement the 504 recommendation. Please stop saying their hands are tied. And if you really do believe that, please stop acting like it's an excuse for continuing to abuse children and ignore their constituents. Today, Mr. Inglace asked me if I would be willing to lose my job over this if I were in his position. I could not more sincerely or fiercely look into his eyes and say, yes, yes, I would lose my life if it meant my child would be safe, if it meant his children would be safe. I would never, ever prioritize professional preferment or for financial gain or security over the life of a child, especially one whose protection I had been charged with. I'm not here to speak for my child as he has decided to do that himself. I'm here to speak for the thousands. Yeah, we remember the survey 
of parents who are still too afraid to tell you what they really think. I've heard testimony after testimony from students, staff, and parents describing the current state of misdirection the district is liable for. I'm sure I don't have to explain liability to you to considering it's the term you're employing and hiding behind. Who is liable for the death threats that students in your district are receiving from their peers? For the students who have been subject to segregation, harassment, and retaliation in response to your interpretation of this mandate, can anyone confirm that students who are forced to wear a face shield or be maskless are being isolated from their peers in a classroom? Who is liable for the children who suffer medical condition from extended and unnecessary use of a face covering? Who is liable for the long-term effects surrounding the physiological, psychological impacts this will have on their children of the just generation and every generation after? Let me clue you in. The DOH has left so much room for interpretation on their mandate purposefully. They've made you the gatekeepers, bearers, interpreters, and enforcers. Are you getting it? You will be held liable. That isn't to scare you into submission, though I know that's a working tactic. This is your notice. If you have been made aware and are in possession of all mat materials pertaining to the lack of mask efficacy and emphasis on pursuant injury, you are now liable for any damages incurred by parties in which you govern. You sure have awakened a sleeping, scared, previously complying group of strong, brave, fed-up parents. I should mention this is only the beginning. When we first came to you to provide you with facts and to respectfully request that you make the right decision on what the overlords would like us to believe is a controversial topic, you ruled in favor based on a democratic process and what I truly believe you knew was right. The parents of PT were once again bragging about their district. We boasted last year to the other districts about how we hardly ever closed and when we were forced to, the school financed and executed a state-of-the-art, interactive, all-inclusive, and flexible online learning program. It wasn't perfect, but you guys tried, and we commended you for that. Now you look in my face on the same day that I'm to speak of how you, on how you betrayed your community and tell me that Penn Trafford is for unmasking the children while simultaneously admitting the five of four is your choice? When did you guys stop trying? While I have your attention, I've received some other bad news regarding your upcoming legal situations outside of liability you've accepted for any child injured while wearing a mask. You are currently in violation of the First Amendment in which children are being denied their constitutional right to breathe clean air. This includes without inhibition, as well as a parental authority choice protected under the Ninth Amendment. I hope I don't need to remind you that you swore an oath of office to uphold our rights under the U.S. and Commonwealth of Pennsylvania constitutions. I feel bad that your solicitor may have failed to inform you that we, the people, may remove you from your very seats for this violation in itself. But if that's not enough, I'd encourage you to ask your solicitor about 42 U.S. Code Section 1983, where every person who under color of statute regulation, et cetera, subjects or causes to be subjected any citizen of the United States or other person within the jurisdiction thereof to the deprivation of any rights, privileges, or immunities secured by the Constitution and laws shall be liable to the party injured in an action at lawsuit, suit in equity, or other proper proceeding for redress. I want you to know that there is a term for people that accept bribes, I'm sorry, I mean funds, for complying with an unconstitutional order. The term is useful idiots, and I want you to find out how well it worked for those people in Soviet Russia. At this point, we're ready to forgive and forget. To be on your side in the very slim chance event that you would be reported on, charged with, and prosecuted for following the 504 recommendation. We are the majority and we will fight for and beside you if you end this now. Or you can go with the 30% who claim to be so afraid of a virus that they request the covering of our baby's breathing holes without one shred of independent research on the efficacy of masks, impossibility of virus mitigation, or the statistics on how COVID affects the majority of children, how unlikely they are transmit, just so they can send their kids into a germ-filled facility. In other words, on your own. Okay, ma'am, I'm sorry, your, your five minutes are up. Uh, that speech was absolutely amazing. There is another one out there that uh, went viral. Um, and it's like the speech that's heard around the world. And it's gonna be available later on my YouTube page. Uh, I wasn't able to get a copy, a good clean copy of it. A lot of people were just kind of using their phones off of YouTube and uh, copying it and sharing it. 
and it's and the audio is a little messed up with it. So I wanted to make sure I put something better up there for you guys. Um, I'm going to make sure that is on our YouTube page later over the weekend so you guys can hear that. But uh, not to delay any further, um, let's go ahead and bring uh, Nika on the show. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Oh, very well, thanks. That was a I, I haven't actually watched that one again yet. That was aggressive. Yeah, so so that one, uh, and obviously, you know, I saw the first one that that completely went viral and and blew my mind. I mean, they both blow my mind. Um, but when I saw that one, I was like, oh man! I said, this is this is. I maybe it was just because I I watched the other one so many times that like it was new. So I'm not <laughs> sure. Like I'm not sure which one it was. Um, but it was so good. And then you know, and 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 if people do go on and they and they they watch that um, right after her 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 son, amazing eight year old, uh, just kills it right yeah <laughs> so uh so uh i mean to start off just tell me a little bit more about yourself i know we spoke briefly the other day um just give me a little bit about your background uh, how many kids you have um and things like that kind of got that got you spurred on in this uh in this movement oh man this this movement i wouldn't even know where to begin with that That's the first time that i've well, that was this. That was the third, and then the speech that went viral was the second time that I've ever actually publicly spoken about anything. Um, I own a small business out here. I started it a few years ago. Um, COVID hit, and then that kind of stunk for a while. So, just kind of getting back on my feet and hiring new girls, and I just kept like thinking, well, it's okay if I speak out. I know that I have the support, but. I now I'm responsible, you know, to pay other people's bills. So I just got a little bit nervous in that. Um, and it, though I I don't mind confrontation, I feel like it like comes to me enough that I don't ever. Need to <laughs> I'm never like out in the streets like trying to like, you know, rally anything. Um, I have one son who's obviously my absolute world, but maybe more so um, just because it's always just been me and him. His, his dad's never been around maybe for the first year or something like that. Um, so he's just always been like, I just always felt, I remembered when he was born and this is so corny, but I like, I didn't want him at all. And I was like in the hospital still like, oh my gosh, should I give this baby up for adoption? You know what I mean? Like literally to the day, I still didn't know what to do. And and then I had an emergency C-section, a placental abruption and um, they pull, they, you know, they take him out and that he was struggling to breathe. And the first time I heard him cry, was the first like this instinct kicked in and then my first thought was i will do anything to protect you it was yeah. like a, my head and so i feel like that's where all of this i don't know whatever it is comes from um so like i said i mean that's that's really about it i just of course i i started on the the whole truth movement freedom movement whatever referring to it nowadays about what right after he was born with vaccines actually and i'm not sure what um, the opinion of your viewers are you is, but uh, my son is not vaccinated and, and never will be. Um, I was lucky to be able to get the research in before he was born. So yeah. Lucky, so lucky. Yeah. I mean, I, I stand right with you for that. Uh, you know, my, my son, my, I've, I've forced up children and then uh, my newest one, six months old, seven months old now. Sorry. Um, so, so he's not vaccinated at all. Um, and we didn't really get too much pushback at the hospitals for it. Um, kind of just every, 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 visit the same question have you changed your mind yet okay well here's another piece of paper if you want it uh and then i the more i try and educate them on something that they, they kind of just skip to the next topic but Lucky. uh <laughs> but they told me that my baby was going to die directly to my face so wow i, I don't want to i don't he, if he doesn't need to go the doctor he's not going to go and yeah 
actually never needs to go to the doctor. So, you know. Yeah. So, so you had this whole kind of like awakening moment, um, just, just having him where, uh, you know, you went through the, am, am I going to give him up for adoption? And then the moment happened and it's been, so this, you know, all about protecting him and giving him the best life you can. And so this for you, so, so just, just so we can set the tone here, cause I know that you'll hear all types of things from, you know, everywhere. Um, so it's not a, it's not a Republican thing. It's not a Democrat thing. It's not a activist thing. It's not a pushback on the administration. This is purely about the well-being of your son. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's branching from that and that's where it's always going to come back to. That's why, I mean, I've, I'm always going to know that I'm rooted in good, but um, I mean, F this administration for what it's well, worth. Yeah. yeah. Politicians in general, I don't worship anybody but Jesus. Uh, right. So, Amen. But about now it's gone to, I, because that speech went viral, I have people from all over the country messaging me. It I had to like turn off the sound over here because it's still happening as we speak, just giving me their testimony and asking like what they can do or asking if they can have a transcript of my speech and like how I like stayed calm calm through all that. <laughs> now it has become about everybody's children. Right. So so everyone, I mean, yeah, everyone's coming to you. I mean, obviously I, I, I knew that other people would run to hear you as well. Um, and I, you know, I get the benefit of, of kind of this, the first hand information. Um, so you seem like, you know what you're doing. Um, and I know it, like you said, you know, staying calm, it, sometimes it's not as calm on the inside, but you know, you're pushing through it. Um, and I, I so this, this is, or isn't your first go round at activism. First. Is, first time. Yes. So this, this was the, you know, your, your child's safety was the catalyst to, I need to act uh, and uh, amongst the, all the crazy things that have happened in the world where, you know, I mean, anybody with any kind of opinion in general had a million reasons to get involved in something over the last four years. Um, and it really came down to when they started messing with your, your, your chop. That's right. All right. So how, you know, explain for me and for the viewers, how that process happened. Like, where was it? Um, that you knew that you couldn't sit there any longer and do something and kind of just go through the, that whole mindset you had? That's a good question. Um, last year when they, when we didn't have any data whatsoever, and that's why I, like I say, I don't excuse myself for this because other people who knew a little bit better that were very close to me were telling me and I should have taken their advice initially, but I was scared in the beginning and you know, the, the, the data wasn't out and then there was all kinds of like, I don't know, opinions and facts and they were ever changing, going back and forth all the time. So whenever the schools were allowed to be opened and they wanted the masks, um, I put him in a face shield because the mask never made him comfortable. Uh, so we did the face shield thing and that was just kind of like what we did last year. Um, and this year, you know, then the summer happened and we we knew better two summers had passed um and when school was starting again nobody had been wearing masks anymore remember not in grocery stores anything so like now i told my son like i think we're back to normalcy like i never really trusted them i've always known the vaccine mandates were coming down but i was like mm -hmm. i think that they might leave us alone for like another year like let's just get this in so i heard that they were ruling on masks and i can't even remember where i heard this from um before the school year so the, they sent out a parent survey i answered it someone had invited me to the school board meeting i feel oh i think i feel like it was my girlfriend jess 
And um, she was like, yeah, come. And I just, I don't even remember like writing the speech, to be honest, My, I'm so busy. And I, I had actually written half of it here on the computer right before I left. And then the other half, I did it on my phone um, while I was sitting in the auditorium. So uh, that's just kind of where it came. And I got so much, so many people, my clients that I was so afraid of like disappointing. They all texted me like, oh my gosh, we feel the same exact way. Thank you so much for speaking. That's awesome. Kids. That's when I got like the, okay, I'm not going to lose clients. I did lose one, but then I got like, I think 12 more now just oh. in the last couple of weeks. It's like crazy. So the girls are happy. We're happy. Um, but to where it at, where the first time it came from, I, I don't know. I Honestly, it's a blur. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the last couple of years have, have been a blur, um, especially over <laughs> over this this whole, you know, like I've, I've been being involved in it and, and everything I've. I've kind of seen things happening, but yeah, when, when, uh, when everything first dropped on, uh, it was like February, March, when they were really like, uh, oh, I think you should wear a mask. Um, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I would classify myself, but I immediately was like, I'm not wearing a mask because we don't even know what it is, which is like the opposite of what everybody else said. Right. They're like, we don't know what it is. Maybe we should wear a mask. I was like, no, you're not going to tell me to wear a mask because you don't even know why I'm wearing it and I, what it's going to do <laughs> not to wear a mask because i was like oh, they don't want us to wear a mask because they want us to catch it like i was like i, <laughs> I was doing the opposite of that's all i knew yeah yeah and and you know at, at, and it's it's because at first i was working and everything with doing uh home construction and that's you know lumber prices were down and people were fine with you being in their houses and uh and my mom was like you know maybe you should wear a mask because i don't know what's really going on we don't really know what's out there and i'm like no no uh -uh. i'm not doing it because of the people who are saying to do it, I'm not doing it. Yes. So, you know, she and she would sometimes, and I get kicked out of Giant Eagle, and I'd have to call corporate, and they'd call the police, and then it was crazy because Giant Eagle would actually uh, credit me ten dollars on my on my account, or oh, sorry for the hassle, and I'd go back to spend the ten dollars and get kicked out again, and have to call, and they'd credit me again, and finally, I think I still have like twenty dollars on there that I just can't spend maybe because I, <laughs> now I refuse to shop there. Actually, I, I was there earlier today though, but that was because my mom was there. Uh, <laughs> but that was the first time I've been there in the last year. Um, so, it, you know, and, and then as the thing, as the truth started coming out and actually following the science and not following the scientists who tell you to follow them, um, I started to see the truth and my mom started wearing a mask as well. And uh, so, I, I, yeah, I, I know how your, your, your process was where you weren't sure at first and then you kind of started to seeing the truth, but where was, when, when did you, so you said you went back, they went back to school again, they weren't wearing masks at that point. I told my children the same thing. I said, you know, after, after last year, I said, you, I will never make you wear a mask again. Now, if, you know, the hospitals are still doing it. If there's an emergency, we would have to go there. And they're like, you can't come in here with your child without a mask. And I'm going to put one on because I'm not going to leave the, in an emergency situation. Um, but if there's a store that we want to go to and they want masks, we'll go to a different store. Uh, if your school wants you to wear a mask, we're going to pull you out of the school. And so I made that promise to them. I said, I'm never going to put you that to that again. And once they said there was going to be a mandate, it was easy. I said that you're not you're not wearing a mask. Um, and they're, they're, they're completely 100% gung-ho. I mean, they, they see someone with a mask on and I have to like kind of cover their mouth because they're yelling, take the mask off. <laughs> oh, I'm like, you're going to Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, mask, <laughs> so, uh, you know, you, you said you, you, you knew something had to be done. You wrote your speeches. Um, 
what was that like? Was that, was it, were you, were, I know there's always that little bit of intimidating fear, anxiety, but did you feel like at that moment before you went viral, did you feel like you had the world behind you? Um, or did you feel like maybe you were going to be the only one? No, I knew they, the, the worst thing that the school did was put out the surveys all across Westmoreland County, all the districts did it. And every single district voted it in Westmoreland County anyway, Allegheny yeah. County story, but they yeah. all asked optional. So that is whenever I knew that we were the absolute majority. It wasn't even close. Right. Right. So, cause I, I know that, and I, and I think, you know, we spoke about it earlier, um, that we come across people who are kind of waiting for someone else to step up, yeah. um, or they don't know what they can do themselves. Uh, and, 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 and the data is there. I mean, the people agree with us. And they're like, oh, well, we need the numbers. And I'm like, well, we have the numbers. And if everybody's sitting there saying they're waiting for someone else, actually got up and did something, it would be right there. So, you know, that's like the main reason I wanted to get you on the show is just to kind of give a word of encouragement, maybe some planning, some, some bullet points of what someone can do who's sitting there saying, I don't know what to do, or I'm not sure if my voice is going to matter. Um, I've never done it before. I'm not somebody who's out there protesting or, you know, it's just really, I just want my child to be safe. Like what, what can they do? Okay. Well, to start, um, I was in the same exact position. So never think that it's impossible. I had fear of losing, um, support, um, financial resources. I've lost a couple of friends over it. And honestly, it's, it's pretty freeing, you know, um, the advice that I like to give, I think I heard it back first from uh, Max Egan was a single raindrop never blamed itself for the flood. So Ooh, that's good. Bad about compliance, feeling not good about compliance is not good enough. You need to not comply. Now, because I'm semi-reasonable, I think um, I created, I, I thought about the people who I had spoken with it, it, on a more intimate level, you know, the, the single mothers who don't have, um, I don't know, the support that I do or the financial resources that I do who have to go to work, have to support their kids, and they don't have any kind of daycare situation. Right. And they have to take their child to school. So you actually have two options if you're able to do that, which is better. Um, I created these documents, which I can share with whoever. I'm just going to read from them. Um, mm -hmm. For parents who are able or unable to keep their child home but don't agree with the mask mandate, uh, take your child to the school drop-off line through the buses. Don't don't put them on the bus. Actually, get in the line. Whenever you get to the front of front of the line, you ask for the principal or some authoritative figure. If the principal's not there that day, and you wait, they might say like, "Oh, he's not here right now." Okay, who can I talk to? That's like in charge. Just be super nice. Um, if they say, "Okay, why don't you like move your car so other people can go?" No, I'm comfortable right here. Thanks, sweetie. Go ahead and get him. Just be super nice. God bless. <laughs> There you say, good morning, principal, whoever. How are you today? Oh, crazy days we're living in. How's your mom? Just small talk for a little bit. Then get into the mask mandate. Just ask whatever questions. Do you know when the school board might reverse this decision? Like, did you guys get any, like, mask packs? Because I still haven't really found out whether they're, like, effective or not. Like, just because one entity says they are, but, like, little Johnny's having headaches and just concerned. What kind of mask packs can you provide to me? Keep them there as long as possible. Um then eventually they're gonna make you leave. But by this time, you can do like a three to five minute conversation and then you get 
three of your friends do it and they each get three of their friends to do it and they get two of their friends to do it. Every time three minutes is delayed, people are honking their horns, the principal's getting ticked off. Do it every single day and act like you don't even know that you're being a burden. Just like, oh, oh my goodness, how that horn honking. People are so crazy nowadays. Am I right? You know. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, so uh, just to jump in there real quick. So is that something that you, you did multiple days in a row? Are you still every, doing that? Every day. So, so what, what's it like when they see you now that, now that they, they know what's going, like they know you're there. They know that, hmm, we, we ask these questions. They hate me. The last time the principal, are you, are you recording me, Miss Kendall? And I was like, <laughs> no, silly. I will always let you know when I'm going to record you. Don't be, don't be crazy. You know, <laughs> in the office, the, the teachers like know who I am. And 85% of the teachers in our district, are, they'll be like, you know what I mean? And then there's a couple of them that are like, just wear the mask. So like, I don't even listen to the ogres. I'm always looking at the people with their thumbs up, like behind the principal, you know, and, and, uh, it, it's very standoffish. He used to like lean on the car. Hey, how are you now? It's, you know what I mean? And like real aggressive, like looks like he's about to cry, but yeah. sorry, am I disrupting your day? Why don't you, and I always bring my son with me. You want to, want to talk about how his day has been, been disrupted his entire year because of your interpretation of a mandate. What's still, let's talk about lack of patience or, or disruption, you know? So right. I'm, 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 like I said, I keep my cool about, it. I'm never like cussing. I'm never screaming. I'm always have a big smile on my face. That's um, awesome. To keep going with that. If you, at this point now you can either take your child home, just say like, yeah, we're still not comfortable. Please make sure that this is an excused absence. So I'll be checking on the power school login or whatever you can. This is still going to be excused. Get their schoolwork daily. This is what I've been doing. You get their schoolwork daily and then you bring it back like as often as you can. Like we get, I have like my dad take it like every couple of days, you know, cause I don't, I won't get home until later. And then me and Grant are like up until 11 o'clock at night doing this, the poor thing. Um, we get as much as we can and we turn it in. So we're still enrolled in the district. We're still keeping up with the classroom curriculum. And I just keep saying, and this is in the event that, do we ever get to come back into the classroom, which I'm sure I do see us doing, um, that Grant's going to be caught up. And then I actually spoke with a teacher the other day who said that they're going to be doing some um, outside stuff. And I was on mm. the phone with him and, he, and I was like, oh, that's great because they don't have to wear masks. So I'll bring Grant for those couple class periods and he can join his classmates. So we were super excited about that. Uh, anyway, if you then do have to drop your kids, so either just leave, get your excused absence, whatever, then you can leave. Um, for the people who have to drop their kid off, you know, obviously try and get them in that face shield. It's the best thing for them. And call the school. Nurse, I'd say at least every hour, call them, say that you want them to check on the mask. There's huge, huge, huge funding. Our school in particular got $24 million. And one of our schools, like right down the road, got $1 million. So that just goes to show you, like, we're in a very rich district. Yeah. $24 million. And they said that a big chunk of it went to PPE. So when I asked specifically, he goes... Oh, you know, um, the, the, uh, the, the, the masks and, and I go, okay, $8 for a pack of 30, keep going. And he goes, well, you know, hand washing. And I'm like, are you having the ESSER funds pay for your water bill too? <laughs> he just sits back. He's like, well, I don't know. And they said the Chromebooks, which by the way, the kids have been getting for at least five years. So I was like, so use the ESSER funding on that. And he was like, yeah, we're allowed. And I was like, okay, so what did you do with the money that, that was already allocated to the Chromebooks without that funding. Is that just sitting in a bank account somewhere? Or are you like driving around in a Maserati? Like, where's that? And he had no answers for that. So I actually put in a right to know to find, I, I asked for a specific audit of all the ESSER funding and all the COVID-19 funding, every, every single thing went. Anyway, 
because they say act like these these masks are so expensive this ppe is so expensive make them provide the mask to your child do not buy them one do not put that burden on you you don't have to be washing masks the school can provide them and every single hour you call and you say hey i'm gonna need you to change susie's mask again and can you go can you actually go to the right now and i'll wait on hold and and please check for any redness any mask acne she have any chap lips okay great um so go ahead and put that dry mask on her and can you ask her if she's having any headaches or shortness of breath Oh, okay, thank you. And you wait on hold. She'll say, can I'll just call you back? No, wait on hold. Take up their time. This is what every parent needs to be doing every hour, putting putting the lines, totally jamming them up. And then she'll come back and she'll say, okay, the mask has changed. Everything's fine. And then, <laughs> how many kids in our school have tested positive for COVID-19 today? And be super nice. I'll just wonder about the stats. Um, she won't know. How many kids are in quarantine? She won't know. How many kids have been hospitalized? She won't know. And how many kids have died from COVID-19 in our school today? She'll, she should know that it's zero, obviously. Um, but then whenever you call back in an hour, you say, hey, I just wanted you to change that mask again. And could you please check on those stats for me again? The whole thing is to jam up their day, disrupt the bus line and then jam up the day. And I know that this sounds like aggressive, but I don't know I don't know another way other than to just be the concerned parent that you should be. And if you have to put your kid in a mask, this isn't this isn't like unreasonable. You should be calling and checking up on them. They should be providing the masks. They should be changing them every single hour. It's the only way to keep your kid protected while they can't breathe all that. Right. I mean, if if the mask is going to do anything, and and, and I don't think anyone out there is saying that spit particles to some extent don't get blocked by a mask. It, uh, mm -hmm. it 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 does something. Is it the the answer is and certainly not for a child for eight hours. Um, it's certainly not the answer. Um, so, but I, I, you know, a lot of times you'll just hear people who are for the mask and talking to someone who's against the mask. They're just like, oh, you just don't think that it, it, it does protect you. Well, okay. It does something. But the thing is, is first of all, it should be your choice to put it on a child or not. Mm. Second of all, eight hours is longer than a doctor in an emergency surgery wears one. His gets changed out by someone else in a sterile room. Mm -hmm. These kids aren't in a sterile room. They're sneezing in their mask. They're mm -hmm. rubbing their face with their mask. Their mask falls off. It hits their desk. Another kid picks it up for them, hands it to them. They put it back on their face. Uh, and these are only the, the, the disposable ones, which I know a lot of kids are taking home and bringing back, and they're supposed to be thrown away as those are, let alone the ones that are made out of, out of their T-shirt that they cut up. So, <laughs> so you know, and and... And they're not worried about whether or not that you know oh well if you need to breathe a little bit just for a quick breath you can pull it down and kids are you know they're they're me and made my, my daughter had to wear hers in gym class playing outside the one day mm -hmm. i mean it's ridiculous um so yeah you know i might sound like it's extreme to tie up their day but the fact of the matter is is it you're right it's it's kind of the only option left other than just sitting in front of the the school doors so that no one can enter there um, because it, someone, someone who's making these decisions needs to feel the frustration uh, in the, in the most civil way possible. You know, this, this isn't about what, what we've seen over the last year, the, the left doing with rioting and burning buildings and all that stuff. This is a civil way of, and even though we know it's causing frustration on their end, what you're suggesting we do is clearly just check on your, the well being of your child. That's all you want to know. If there are any changes, uh, just because it ties up their day, it's still your child. Which which comes first, the 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 school nurse who's sitting there and not doing anything ninety percent of the time, or 
your child who's sitting in class with a mask on his face as a super spreader that's just fanning, as, as the Hodge twin says, it's just fanning the germs out to the sides of their face mm -hmm. and spreading it like a fan around the room. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, yeah, I mean, all, all those, all those ideas are absolutely amazing. And, and as I'm, as I'm watching this play out in my head, because I haven't done it, uh, but I'm, I, as you describe it, I'm seeing the whole picture of it. Um, that in and of itself is one of those things that, you know, you, there was a couple people on, on your, your Facebook group earlier that were saying, you know, I'm just one, you know, I only have one kid there and no one else is really doing something at the school. I don't know what difference it's going to make. Um, that one parent doing that can make a huge difference, let alone if you had 20 of them at the same school doing the same thing. But, yes. you know, I, I can see someone says, I, I take my kid out of school. It's only one kid leaving the school. The school's not even going to miss it. Um, but if the kid has to be there and you're doing that, that actually is going to be something that is going to be talked about by all the staff. All the every time they go to a board meeting, they're going to be like, we have to do something <laughs> about this. They'll right. try procedure. They'll try to change the policy. Like you're only allowed to call the school if it's an emergency. Well, this is an emergency to me. Yeah. Sounds okay. Yeah. I mean, how, how could it not be an emergency if it's, if it's a pandemic, that's an emergency. Yeah. If, you, if you're saying that the parent has no choice on what the child can have on its face and the, the, the world is trying to tell adults and soon children what they have to put in their bodies. I'm pretty sure a phone call falls into the emergency guidelines. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I know you had said to me before that, uh, well, you said he's doing, he's doing his schoolwork at home and things like that. Um, you had mentioned briefly to me about getting his excused absences mm -hmm. from the school. Um, yeah. How did that go for you? So because they are currently in violation of the No Child Left Behind Act by denying him access into the public education facility, not only in which we pay taxes for, but in which he thrives in. We tried the online learning for the first week last year whenever they were doing the masks and he hated it. I'm, I've never seen this kid sad in my life. He would, I, I actually like took a Snapchat, which is crazy and sent it to my dad and was like, I don't know what to do. I don't even recognize my child anymore. We were fighting all day, every day. So we know that the online doesn't work. So I'm not even, I'm not going to attempt it. Why would I do that? Why would I do that to him again? I don't, I'm not going to punish him. These educators are responsible. These superintendents, these school board members, they're responsible just as much as I am for my child's education. And so um, they know that I don't think they want to mess with me too much. And these absences are all excused. I've made that very clear every single day until we find something that fits him. They've actually tried twice to enroll him into eAcademy, which is the intermediate like online learning that um, the ESSER funds actually pay for all of the districts in Westmoreland County. So it is not, it's not PT curriculum. It's not his curriculum. Right. It's some, I don't, the, so it takes away all the support I would have in the community too, to like reach out to one of my neighbors and be like, Oh, or my girlfriends who are in PT too, to say, Hey, I don't understand this homework assignment. So we have literally zero support. So we're staying offered yeah. that way. I can ask any questions I want. Um, he still is like the guidance counselor if he needs. And, um, I've actually made them allocate him a tutor because part of the funds went to tutoring for the, um, quarantined kids who have to be online for like the 10 days or whatever, whenever they're, they're close COVID or whatever. So I said, we're going to treat him like a quarantine kid until you get him back in the classroom. And they, have, they haven't given you much pushback for that? They can't. That's awesome. So, so there's, there's like this fire in you. And, and that, that's like, that's the part that intrigues me the most is that 
you're not a seasoned activist. You're coming up with all of these facts. And I, and I can, I can only imagine that you didn't know them before you didn't know all these legalities and, and what they could and couldn't really do. Um, and it really just came from, because you're a concerned parent. And so that, that just, I think it, 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 it kind of means more. It's, it's more personal when someone like you tells their story and stands up for their children and for other people's children um, from just a pure sense. It's, it's not, it, there's no agenda. Uh, there's no, um, like I said earlier, there's no, it, it's not a political party thing. It's, and, and I mean, and granted, like you said, everything's based on your faith. Um, and I, for me personally, to, to see people who have faith and who do believe in God and are Christians and aren't doing these things, that's a whole nother podcast that I could get into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, you know, with that as a, as a foundation, it's not like the, the, the poster that you have like, oh, I'm a Christian. And so therefore it's, it's, this is a, this is an issue that everyone who, who has children, especially, and then those who just can care about someone else other than themselves who don't have children, um, can get behind, should get behind and realize that these things are happening. They're happening fast and they're happening now and they're affecting our children. They're affecting our future. And uh, on a side note, you know, we, we are kind of see the, the things that they're pushing. Um, why is the attack so strong on the children in the schools? Um, and, you know, they're already finding ways to separate and divide adults. And it's funny because, you know, six years ago, uh, when kind of everybody in the world had deemed that racism was kind of pretty much gone in a general sense. Of course, I'm not saying that there's no racist in the world and things like that, but, in, but, but compared to, to now what they say and before it was gone before, and then now it's back hundred um, percent. If, if, you know, there was, there was, there was always these cute little memes of a little tiny white kid and a little tiny black kid with their arms around each other, like little babies. And they say, you know, racism is taught. It's not born into you. Um, and those are the things that were short, shared on the internet uh, six, seven years ago. And everybody thought they were cute. And they're like, yeah, you know, that's something that you have to learn. Otherwise we don't see it. And now they're attacking the children and they're, and they're trying to teach them that if you're this color, then these are the things that you, you're going to deal with. And these are the things that that person of that color put you through. Racism is taught. So let's, let's embolden critical race. Right. Right. Because it's, it's easy to, it's, it's easy to divide. Um, logistically, it's easy to divide adults. We, you know, adults, we've already, we have our opinions. We base them on something. Uh, it's it, where it's easier for us to be judgmental because we're kind of, we, we get in our ways and we say, Oh, this, we know what we want. We want what we don't like. Children don't, they'll like anything and everything. It can be a talking desk and it's their best friend. Uh, so who do they need to get to? They, they already have a way to divide adults, uh, whether it's working classes, race, religion. They find a way to try and wedge something in between adults. Children were the untouched ones who we used to look at as how we wanted to be as adults still. Um, and so I think we might have promoted that too much and they caught on and they said, now we have to go over to the children um, and they're going full force at it. Um, so I, 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 from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for what you're doing. Um, it's amazing the work you're doing. Uh, keep it up. Uh, you sent me some of those forms. I'm going to get those up on the website as well. 
Um, if you just want to tell some people, I know you're blowing up over things, but you do have some like public forums and things like that. So if you want to tell some people how to get in touch with you or at least how to, how to get in your circle, uh, go ahead and do that. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to point out real quick that to your point with the children, they're using the children as pawns because they think that you won't use them in the fight. You know, I, I had like a better terminology. I was explaining to, you know, I think, I think the girl that you were discussing with my Facebook group today, they know that we don't want to bring kids into like these adult fights and, and they know that the kids like don't want to be embarrassed and that they need to like listen to authority. And that's what we've always taught them. And so beat them at their own game. My child spoke at that school board meeting and I had about 15 text messages and I don't know whether they're going to fall through or not, but all the, all my clients and girlfriends, like my, you, you made my child want to speak at the next meeting. Like Grant was such an inspiration. They think that they can use their kids, our children as pawns. Well, our kids are about to be warriors. So use them. Yes. Um, I don't have any kind of like, I don't, I mean, I don't use Twitter or anything. I'm like actually really bad with technology and I, I don't really know how to use social media. The only reason I still had it was because of my business. It was like the best way to communicate within the community. Yeah. But I'm Nika Kendall, N-I-K-A-K-E-N-D-A-L-L -L, on Facebook and I'm pretty sure Instagram too. So just, you can send me a direct message. I've been receiving a ton, but I, I weed through them like slowly every day. All right. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's a good way of, and, and of course, if anybody ever drops a line to me, um, you know, our email is, is out there, our website, um, and anything that, that I can always try and filter something to her as well. Um, so yeah, uh, is there something that's coming up, a call to action that you want to kind of get the word out there, like somewhere that people need to be or something that they need to sign or, uh, something specific? obviously get out and do all these things that you're talking about every day. Um, but is there something like, is there, a, is there a school board meeting coming up or is there a, a rally of some sort or anything like that, that anybody needs to know about? Not really that I'm aware of. And like the little groups that I'm in, these people are going to kill me, but I, I, I lost faith and I, I really hate to like, put this opinion out there, but I, I really did lose faith in, in the legal system for the most part. I know that I can get what I need done specifically because like you said, I have this fire in my heart and um, I know, you know, I know some people around here that could get what I needed done if it came push to shove, but what are we going to do? Like go, go drive the buses to Harrisburg and then the lawyers who play golf with the people who are putting these mandates in our children or somehow they're all going to duke it out in the cooler room. And then like, we're going to wait another six months for like some stupid rolling. Like they're supposed to do this big thing on Thursday. Yeah. But pushed back because of paperwork. Yeah. This is a joke. So no, I don't literally, I don't have anything. I created a petition myself um, to remove the school board members. I'm not sure how it is in other areas, but uh, in, in PA specifically, you only need 10 taxpayer registered voters, citizens, signatures, three of them to be verifiable to remove all of the school board members, all of them. I mean, I would suggest doing one by one just to like kind of pin them yeah. together. And I got in 30 minutes before the school board meeting, I got 70 signatures and that, and then like on my way out, people are like, can I sign that? Can I sign that? So it's, it's pretty simple. Go to your local giant, go to the, not the giant Eagle probably, but go to <laughs> a grocery store, excuse me, master's yeah. Like you want to sign this gas station, talk to the girls at your book club, like just start speaking up. Don't be shy. Say what you feel and form your own little groups. I specifically have a group of like 32 very close women. It was five the other day. They just grow and grow. They talk to their neighbors. They talk to their friends, build your tribe. That's my only advice. Don't worry about the people who are still fighting you on it. They're long gone. They're left behind for lack of a better term. Don't worry about them. 
And and that's awesome. Um, so with you kind of like saying, and 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 I and I'm I'm kind of there with you. With can't really trust the legal system to do what it's supposed to do. Um, so the end. So just so so many different thoughts are going through my head. So, so many so many people are like, you know, what's it gonna? What I'm doing isn't enough. No, nothing's gonna change. Uh, so I either have to go along with it or just take my kid out and still be silent. Um, so it, with that mindset of saying that I don't really think that the legal system is going to back this up the way that it should. Um, on one hand, one person say, well, what are you doing it all for? And on, so maybe you could answer that for someone who's asking, if you don't really see that something is going to get better, why are you fighting like this? I'm trying to find out who my tribe is. And that's just the honest truth. I don't foresee myself really trusting public education facilities um, again after this, unless they make their own decision to reverse this mandate or they stick up for the vaccine mandates that are absolutely coming to schools mm -hmm. K-12. They're already in the colleges. I don't know why anybody thinks that it's ever going to be optional. Um, and I, I actually am going to run as a write-in for school board. Um, maybe I could make a change, but then again, that's to say that elections are even real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm doing what I can on the ground. Just, I'm just trying not to be shy. And, and I liked, I pointed out at a meeting the other day, um, a local meeting that we had, it was like a freedom rally type thing. And, and I said, please, like everybody was like, you're the girl from the video. You're that Nika girl. And I was like, you guys see how popular I am right now? It's popular to speak up. So as long as you're speaking up and you're finding out who these weirdos are, who are like showing up to school board meetings, telling us that their kids are sick, and like <laughs> they're, they're allowed in the building, even though they're like a close, they're a close COVID contact. Like right. they're literally so oblivious. Find out who those people are, exile them. Don't even worry about it. Find out in your community who agrees with you. Talk to your neighbors at the bus stop. Like I said, grocery store, gas stations, get their phone numbers, hang out. Like it's really time to start building what we can. And then if it ever does come to a time where we need to all be somewhere at the same time or, you know, come out second amendment blazing um then we can but for now this is my only goal like to do like a grassroots type find out who i can trust well you fully 100 have my support and i'm sure you have the support of all our viewers too uh so thank you for coming on the show i know that you are super busy uh and you know giving me a half hour of your time or actually it's like an hour of your time so uh i appreciate it and uh yeah if there's anything else that we can do for you you just let me know sure Thank you. Thanks. So that was Nika, um, an amazing soul. Uh, like I said, a fire in her that I hope has sparked and ignited something in all of you out there uh, watching right now. Uh, we're going to get back on a regular schedule. Um, I'm not going to give the schedule of the show yet because I'm still working out the details of that. And I don't want people to necessarily, uh, you know, hold me to that at the moment but we're going to get back on to doing weekly shows there's a lot of a lot a lot of things that we haven't talked about um over the last six or six months or so um but you know if if you support the truth uh make sure that you subscribe uh, on the youtube page you like the page all of that helps click the little bell to make sure you get notifications head over to the patriotperspective.com that's thepatriotperspective.com you can sign up for our mailing list there you can pick up uh t-shirts there uh, hoodies, all types of merchandise, all of that goes to helping fund the show. Uh, there's a lot of equipment, a lot of time, um, and efforts and everything. So, uh, I would support, appreciate your support. And, uh, yeah, so just, you can go over there. You can become a monthly supporter as well. Um, 
pledging a certain amount you know, monthly, or you can just make a one-time donation or just pick up some cool gear and help us out that way. So again, it's Alan Lee, the proud Patriot. Uh, make sure you check out the website over the weekend where we're going to have those resources that Nika talked about. Uh, the emails you can send to the school for getting the excused absences, the, you know, kind of the, the outline speech to do at the schools when you go in the mornings with your kids there. Um, and these are all things that you can do now. And if you're looking for more ideas, uh, you know, feel free to message us, email us, and uh, we'll do our best to try and get you linked up with the right people. And uh, until then, stay true, stay patriotic. <laughs>